oh, they said it was dead, but it's not dead, it's back and it's better than ever. Hey, it's uh, BudPod. Welcome to the first episode of BudPod with me and Phil Wang. Hi, thank you for listening to this first episode of uh, BudPod. Um, if you're listening because you are a fan of my favorite podcast, which was Pierre's podcast, you might be surprised slash uh, horribly annoyed to hear my voice also on this podcast. I think you were very popular with the f- all seven listeners. Oh yeah, of my favorite podcast, uh, and uh, I think they're going to welcome you into this. Like uh, we're going to be a thruple now. Ugh. You, me, and the listener. Polyamory. Or a a thruple. Ah, uh, podcast. The po- audio po- polyaudio amory. Polyaudioamory. Polyaudioamory. I'm just thinking of. Yeah. Ears full of fluids. Oh, sex ears. Yeah. <laughs> Are those like uh, come to bed eyes? He had come to bed eyes and sex ears. <laughs> this is too early. It's very it's early. very early in the episode, very early in the but, series. But we're visceral boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's also and, too early in the day. And it's nice, Bud Pod. My, my fantasy as well with this new title, Bud Pod, is that, first of all, it will illustrate to people that it's a pod by a couple of buds. But also... Um, as uh, my friend Joe, who designed the logo, the wonderful logo, uh, he his first question was, "Is it about weed?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah. he is like uh, very well acquainted with sort of stoner culture and like '90s kind of zine. Like he's a cool hip guy. Okay. So I don't think he was asking it sincerely. Drugs but... aren't cool, Pierre. Well, exactly. They certainly are. Except most of them. Almost all drugs are quite cool. Yeah. Except. Probably the worst two. Uh, yes. Anything that leaves you scratching is not cool. I think that's the only un- uncool thing in drugs is scratching. That, like, like, like with anything, like you're, if you're really cool, you're not supposed to be like uh, affected by anything, are you? Right, yeah. So, you, okay, so imagine if, if, if smokers had to like, scratch their face a lot. <laughs> Smoking would be done the next day. Yeah, if they go like, hey, why? if you seemed yeah, physically itchy, because we associate that with being dirty and diseased. Like, you don't wash or you have a horrible illness. Yeah. Whereas... Yeah. Whereas lung cancer is like, oh, well. You can't even see it. He made his choice. <laughs> yeah. But it's itchy. It's like, ugh, what's itchy wrong with or, you? What, Stop yeah, smoking. Or, <laughs> smoking made you really flatulent. <laughs> yeah. If if you were sort of like a cool... Or even sneezing a lot. If, if smoking made you sneeze a lot, people would stop. Yes. Because sneezing is undignified. Yeah. Whereas a cough... Cancer is dignified. That's a fucked up thing. That is true. And Getting cancer is kind of kind of dignified. It's but the, the coughing <laughs> thing is even if you give it to yourself. But then then they just go like, well, by by his own hand, you know. Yeah, but he was the, master of his destiny. Yeah, and with coughing, coughing has a whole resonance with that whole like Victorian poet thing, like. Like, oh, in between mm. coughing fits, I recited my poem. And, you know, they cough blood into a handkerchief and all that. Oh, yeah. Tuberculosis is a very creative yeah. disease. Whereas sneezing, like, you have to make a, a fucked up face. Yeah. You have to go, yeah. And snort coming on your face. And yeah. you have to get a little hang of, you make a, fart, <laughs> you make a fart noise when you blow your nose. So it's as bad as farting. And it makes your voice sound stupid. Excuse me. I'm a smoker. Yeah. Then you sound like a flatulent cartoon. Whereas coughing, you can, uh, you, yeah, there's, you can be the guy like, please tell me that, uh, <laughs> you'll save the farm. You know, yeah, it's, it's, if anything, it's good for your pacing. <laughs> we all worry about our children. 
Will they get enough grades at school to avoid being taken away by the grade monster? Will they get into a good university so that the grade monster doesn't take them away? These are normal things to fear. But something that we don't talk about enough is, are my children good enough with grenades? It's a modern world. People are expected to be able to use grenades to clear rooms of enemies, uh, uh, attack large public gatherings of an ethnic group or religion that you hate, things like that. And of course, the only way to stop bad people with grenades is to give everyone grenades, which is why we all have grenades now. But are our children good enough with grenades? Well, now you don't have to worry about when you introduce your 12 or 13 year old to a complicated adult grenade. A kid's grenade is a dainty, accessible learner's grenade with which your children can achieve a level of proficiency that you would be proud to see in a 19 or 20 year old. And you don't have to worry about that grade monster anymore. Kids grenades, give your kids an explosive future because grenades explode, they're bombs. Pierre and I, in every episode, are going to do a segment called... We realize some th- there, there are things in the world that are the coolest uncool thing and the most uncool cool thing. Yeah. So, like, the mo- most uncool cool thing, I think, is alcohol. Ooh, okay. Because it's, so it's of like all the, alcohol is like a cool thing, so but of, it's actually really uncool. Of all the cool things, yeah, alcohol is right there at the bottom. Yeah, because I guess, for one, it's obvious. That's true. Uh, two, it ruins your body. Yes. Uh, and alcoholism is the most... Un- oh, I was about to say it's the most unattractive addiction, but but people really sort of romanticize alcoholics. They do, but like they, they always romanticize alcoholics where, like, um, I always think this... Um, there's a reason why in movies or in like detective shows or TV shows, they, if they ever have a sort of romantic alcoholic, you only ever see them in the bar, mm. like in their element. Whereas like if it was like a guy being like, I just can't stop drinking whiskey till I solve this case. And there was just that guy having loads of diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> every morning because yeah. he's an alcoholic and going like, ugh, and like, like failing at cooking eggs or whatever. Just like, ugh. Just like the really like disgusting. Yeah, like, if movies could depict having a really dry mouth yeah. in the morning, it would not be cool. Or that thing where your armpits smell of the booze you were drinking. Ugh. Yeah, if, it, if we had some full... Or that s- hot feeling in your head when your head is hot. Uh, your whole head. <laughs> no, you don't have a fever. Your head is hot. Yeah, the skull is hot. <laughs> That's... Hothead is that thing of like, um, remember the old Warner Brothers cartoons where they'd fade in a different image and it would be like, it, it would sort of show you what the character was feeling. Oh, Hot, hothead is like a, a big red light bulb. Yeah. Where your head is like. <laughs> and you're right. It's like, uh, you, you feel like uh, the Crimson Skull from Captain America. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> With a face on top. <laughs> oh, you feel like a, you feel like a gammon on your head. A yeah, head. hot, hot ham. A hot glazed ham. That's yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's my that's my most uncool cool thing. That's alcohol. but it's also like a lot of alcohol is is shit. Mm. So like um, that's the other thing that is romanticized about alcoholics is that the fancier booze that they're an alcoholic with. So like good whiskey or that's true. Single malt. You I know. think a lot of this is the age that we're getting to because alcohol is now this pretty assumed aspect of our lives. Yes. When, whereas in 10 years ago, it, was, it still had a free son to it. It was difficult to get. Yeah. You had to prove you're um, allowed to have it. And now it is um, a crutch to avoid. Yeah. 
Um, so I think a big factor of it is age and how things change with age and what is cool changes with age. Yeah. And the corollary, to, corol, I can never remember the cor, 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 corollary. Cor, no, corollary. Cor, yeah, I think it's corol, corollary. Corollary. The corollary of this is my uh, most cool, uncool thing mm-hmm. is parents. Oh. So of all the uncool things. Yeah, parents coolest. is a classic one. Okay. But I feel like at our age now, and even like TV and especially online, social media. Yeah. Parents have become cool. Yes. Posting about your parents, talking about your parents. This, this is that's true. And everyone Mom, tweeting going like, oh, and like screenshots of oh, texts from my dad. Yeah. Well, that's and a crying, crying, crying emoji, crying, laughing emojis, and people go, cry, cry face, cry face, cry face. Uh, Angry the, face. The TV shows that have parents on. There's a comedy shows that have people casting their real parents into shows right. like the fucking Aziz and Sari horseshit. Oh fucking hell! Well, <laughs> the, I mean, the the number of okay, would okay. Here's the thing: you're exactly right about this because everyone is like, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, Dario Brian. You go, yeah. You go, Do you like him? You go, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's like, how would you like to see him go to Peru with his mum? You go, what? Why would what? I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't not watch it. Would you, <laughs> would you, Philip, go on a big travel show with one of your parents? Uh, or would you be able to sell that? Because I don't think I could. I love my parents very much, and I'm sort of, I, I'm quite good friends with my parents. Right. But I don't think it's like riff o'clock. No. <laughs> when we hang out. It isn't. We're not there going like, hey, oh, like finger clicking at each other. My, my parents and I are neither... So similar that we are on the same wavelength, nor so different that we butt heads. We're we're just in the middle, like most people. Just hello. Y- well, yeah. And my dad's very quiet. Yeah. I'm not a big chatter. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the show. Would I be. would I would love to watch a travelogue of of you and Papa Wang going around uh, sites of genuine historical interest with a sort of. Almost silent uh, dignity. It would just be and my dad sort of knocking on the walls, being impressed at the structural <laughs> robustness. Oh, very good, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. Or, 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 or really enjoying, like, both of our fathers have worked as engineers. Mm-hmm. That's something we have in common. And uh, I think both of our fathers, if we went to, like, Cambodia, would be less keen on some kind of, I don't know, mad party scene and more keen on going to a temple and going... Oh, they really managed to uh, route the stream. <laughs> well, the stream routed through the center of the temple. My that's dad very impressive. Sort of, my dad almost to pref- seal it. My dad almost prefers the opposite. You know the, the you know dark tourists. What dark tour to- dark tourism is people who like go on holiday to like like current war zones or oh. old massacre grounds or right. <clears throat> like <clears throat> like areas run by drug gangs. It goes like find- we're really into like kind of goth tourism. That's kind of it. My dad is like that for civil engineering. So we'll go to like a rundown country and he'll get so much pleasure from looking at shit roads. <laughs> like, serious? oh, look at these, wow, these potholes. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> oh. And he's just having such a good time. I love the, yeah, the formality of that disapproval as well. Like tongue clicking and being like, oh, oh, hmm. oh I wonder what the uh, local, uh, the local uh, uh, authority funding system is like. I bet it's inefficient. <laughs> In Malaysia, tutting is very informal. Everyone tuts all the time. But uh, but but like tut- tutting at something abstract like a road is funny to me. <laughs> like you'll hear you. Like it's misbehaved, yeah. But tutting is for yourself, isn't it? I go, we go. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's give me. I think it's for me to give me time to think about what I want to say. 
I, I... <laughs> so you give yourself your own personal little countdown clock to be like, this is how many yes. seconds I have left to think of something valuable to contribute with. I, uh... Yeah, sorry I tore your wedding dress in two. <laughs> I needed to wipe my ass. Oh, no, that was just the truth. Oh, no, see, you just told the truth really slowly now. Uh, that's, yeah. it, that's the problem. Poor but thing. parents, but you're right about parents being cool now. Yeah, I mean, people post about their parents all the time. But also people post about their parents, but also the people who we know who are parents are becoming cool because people also post about their zany goddamn children. Funnily enough, I think that is still less cool than posting my parents. Yes. No, that's true. It's, it, is, it is cooler to be like, hey, my dad is 72, and he said, I don't know why no one will let insert incredibly woke thing here happen, <laughs> and I'm 72, and I was in a war. Mm-hmm. And they can't say the war because they're lying. I think it's also about implying that you're so uh, at ease with yourself and so confident yeah. that you don't mind people knowing about your parents. Yes, and 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 you're you're really open, and with Twitter and Instagram and and just social media in general, the more you just let everyone poke around in your guts mm. with, a, with a magnifying glass, the more See, every aspect of my life is great. See, not just myself, but my immediate family, <laughs> even my interactions with my parents, which for some people are fraught and traumatic. Not for me, they're tweetable. <laughs> not just that, they're retweetable. <laughs> That's going to be a new, like, family therapy thing in, like, five years. Like, would you say the way you communicate with your father is um, retweetable? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even tweetable. <laughs> <laughs> How many likes would you say we get on Instagram if we assume you have, say, 10,000 followers? That kind of thing. Yeah. And people are going to judge based on that and get really sad if they go, like, I, w- I wouldn't even send a screenshot of a funny thing he said about a shelf that he put up in my apartment. Something like that. <laughs> that has become very cool. Um, what about you? What's your... Uh, most uh, most cool, least cool. Uh, your most uncool... Your most... Oh, I've got to get this right. Your, your coolest... Un, <laughs> your coolest uncool thing and your most uncool cool thing. Yes. I'm a big fan of doing things that are deliberately sort of obtuse and hard to say. <laughs> because it's uh, funny to me just to have that kind of speed bump to communication. Uh, so... My, the least cool, cool thing. Yeah. So of all the cool things that we all agree are cool, this is one of the least cool. Yeah. Still cool, but uh, jazz. Yeah, I'm a jazz fan, and I have to, I guess I have to. I like jazz. I have jazz albums. Yeah. Um, I have jazz mags. I don't have jazz mags. <laughs> <laughs> I smoke jazz cigarettes. Uh, I love jazz. Hey, jazz apples. Jazz, that's, just I, a cup of, that's just a type of apple, right? I hope so. A jazz apple. Or some kind of pornographic apple. Or is that, is that when they turn an apple into a bong? Is that a jazz apple? No, I think a jazz apple is just a type of apple, isn't it? Maybe Any. You, can, you can make a flute, a little flute out of an apple, maybe. <laughs> a fruit flute? A, fr- a fruit flute. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little tootum, a fruit flute. See, that's like scat, that's like jazz. That's pretty cool. Have Balls a little tootum, a fruit flute. Uh, so, yeah, so ja- jazz, jazz is cool, but it's uncool. Because it's yeah. to do with uh, old uh, people and suits. But it's also the basis for like all popular music, mm. or like or like a, a vast amount of popular music. Um, also, uh, it's quite you have to try really hard at it, and trying hard at things is generally uncool. The result of trying hard at things is cool. Do you think you have to try hard? I, f- I feel like people have an idea that you have to try harder at 
classical music, which is just uncool, uncool. I suppose, but then like, um, what's the movie? Keep drumming, or I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> There's a whiplash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's. Uh, I think in Europe that was, that was Sorry, the title. Yeah, yeah. in that France was the, that was the <laughs> translation. That was the Filipino <laughs> translate Tagalog version of the title. Right. Okay. Right. So in the in movies like Keep Drumming, or I'll punch you in the face. Uh, then th- that's why I think people now are realizing that jazz is really difficult. Sitting and having to toot a metal horn with your mouth, and if you don't make your mouth make the right shape, it sounds like a dying cow. Yeah, like, tooting a, is embarrassing. To- 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 <laughs> tooting is not cool. Bad tooting. Yeah. So you've got to spend years learning an instrument. It's hard to hide your effort when your cheeks are literally red and. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really trying. <laughs> and you look like you're constant, you're doing a really hard shit. Yeah, yeah. It was easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no one's buying that. Yeah, no, no. Well, you can do with the guitar. You can close your fuck. You can go to pretend to be asleep and play the guitar. You but. can smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can literally be like, I'm, I'm at work and on my break at the same time. That's how easy <laughs> playing the guitar is for me. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, if you're doing the Louis Armstrong cheeks, yeah. you can't just be like, take it, Louis. As you say, like, you, you look, know, that look guy's really trying. Close to a hemorrhage. Yeah. Of some Louis Armstrong, the greatest trumpet player of all time, still looks like he's really trying every time he <laughs> plays a trumpet. <laughs> Everyone has to admit that he's really doing his, trying his hardest at playing the trumpet. You can see it in his cheeks, you can see it in his eyes, you can see it in his body. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's really trying. He's yeah. doing really well, but it's because he's trying really hard. Yeah, like bagpipes as well. Mm. It's just blowing. It's blowing. You can't, you can't hide effort if you're blowing. Yeah, blowing is blowing is uh, of all the types that you can except look... for whistling, which is the most relaxed thing you can do. Ooh. so there's a real, there's a real mm. um, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, arc here or, or um, a spectrum? Yes, one end of the blowing spectrum <laughs> is whistling, which, as you say, is 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 so ostentatiously relaxed. It's done by uh, guilty people to pretend <laughs> to be innocent in cartoons. <laughs> and on the other end of the blowing spectrum. <laughs> Is Louis Armstrong with a vein <laughs> popping out of his forehead, <laughs> leaning in, like leaning forwards into the trumpet to really fucking... <laughs> and what's in the middle? I guess the middle is like an exasperated... Because <sighs> yeah. <sighs> then you're like, oh, this guy's busy, but he, he's getting on with it. Yeah, he, he is trying to signal that whatever he's about to do is so much more difficult than it needs to be, mm. that it's a pain for him. But he's still going to do it. Yeah, that's sort of neither. That's correct. So that's he's frustrated, even. but he's relaxed enough to go through with the job anyway. He just feels like he needs to send up a little flare that he's pissed off. Well, there it is, the blowing spectrum. You didn't yeah. expect to come in here and devise a blowing spectrum. Well, you know, the Bud Pod blow spectrum. The blow spectrum. The bl- <laughs> we can now use that. I'm going to write it down. And that's now our w- internal way of uh, uh, saying, well, how, how tense were you? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> What's the units for blow spectrum? Uh, Louis. Oh yeah, ten ten Louis. Ten. What's yeah? What's the maximum? Ten or a hundred? I a uh, hundred is hard to perceive. I think you might well go ten. Yeah, it's kind of pointless to be. I was at eighty-seven Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not to ten Louis in in sixty seconds. <laughs> so, so what was it like when uh, you you were sleeping with your girlfriend and her parents came in the room? I was at ten Louis, man. I was operating at a 10 out of 10 Louis. I was this close to, to full Louis. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so jazz is your most uncool cool thing. Because it's still cool. 
Yeah, sure. It's to do with cigarettes and New Orleans and and covert heroin addiction and drinking and Vegas sure. and and they're all on coke the whole time. Louis Armstrong was on coke the whole time. Have you have you? They, a couple of years ago, they unearthed his Desert Island Discs. Did you hear it? No, what? Yeah, they unearthed Louis Armstrong's Desert Island Discs. I, 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 in my head, though, in such different eras. I know, no, it's been going for ages. To, to me, that's like finding out that Hitler did one. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty how much. different the eras feel like. But the, he's so <laughs> not morally. But <laughs> Louis Armstrong is so. I don't know if he's cooked up then, but he's so like <laughs> um, arrogant and rightfully so yeah. that all his <laughs> Desert Island discs are his own songs. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one is his own record. That is, and he said, "I just like great music. It just so happens that I've written the best music. That's I've done all the best amazing. music. <laughs> that it's is the most baller move." That that's a, that is that is that is also one of the least cool cool things. <laughs> Because that's like it's extremely. Baller. I think that's the most. I think that's the coolest uncool thing. Oh, oh. it's right. Maybe that's our middle point. Yeah, just arrogance. Our middle point is Louis Armstrong picking eight of his own records because that's cool, but it's also extremely Alan Partridge. <laughs> it's an extremely Alan Partridge thing that's to be true. doing from Louis Armstrong. There. Drill a hole in a banana. Toot that fruit. Toot that fruit flute. Drill a hole in a banana, add some more holes. Otherwise it's one noise and it's a didgeridoo and that's cultural appropriation. You're not allowed a didgeridoo made from bananas or otherwise. So that's um, <clears throat> so that's my uh, least cool cool thing. Okay. It's jazz. Um, and my coolest uncool thing. Yeah. So of all the uncool things, the thing that is the coolest is, um, I would say for me, a really, really like good Halloween costume. Uh-huh. And I'm a, I've been a purveyor of these sometimes. Right. So High so effort. I'm, I'm in favor of them, in fact. I fully endorse them. But I acknowledge that because effort is so rarely cool. Yeah. Well, Unfortunately. Effort, um, effort to coolness. The effort to coolness relationship is an inverted bell curve, isn't it? So if it's right at the bottom of effort, that's quite cool. You don't give a shit. Yes, yes. And then the more effort you put in, you fall down this bell. Yeah. Until like, oh, he's really trying. But then you can come back up if you do if you're putting in so much effort that your product is really great. Uh, like a really good yeah. Halloween costume, suddenly you're cool again. It's like, wow, you really put up work into that, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I would say it's almost an inverted n- not even a curve, it could almost be an inverted like uh, you know, at at ninety degree angles. Oh right, like So a, the second you put more than no effort in, you suck. Uh, yeah. Until you're absolutely incredible, and then you're incredibly cool again. Like it's up, yeah, it's such a steep line. Yeah. Because it's like, so, okay, let's say with Halloween costumes. Uh, oh, I'm really cool because I turned up at the Halloween costume like Jim from The Office with like, uh, there's a Halloween episode where Jim from The Office wears a white shirt and he puts like two black circles on the white shirt and he's like, I'm paper. Because okay. it's a paper company. And he thinks that the sort of office Halloween thing is lame. And you go, oh, ha ha, that is funny. And also, like, uh, you're, you're participating, but you're not participating. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's, like, the middle ground is you went through the effort of buying a costume on Amazon. Yeah. And it's, like, flappy and made of bad material. Yeah. And it, like, Velcro's at the back, you know? Yeah. That's so it, it looks crap. And it's made of, like, bad material. It doesn't really fit you. It's either too big or too small. And you put in the least effort. And you've paid money for someone else to kind of do it for you. That kind of sucks. It's like the first page of Amazon results. Yeah, 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 yeah. For Fred Flintstone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Smithy, you've ordered a costume from fucking Smithy. Uh, exactly right. <laughs> and also, yeah. everyone knows you paid like fifty pounds for it. Yeah, and it's still not good. Yeah, 
It's it's yeah exactly. And then on the other end of it is like oh no but oh but see here's the thing cosplay. But they make those themselves, don't they? Yes, but then that's like how else are you going to get the most high quality? But also those are like the cosplay we think of. My mind straight away goes to hot girls in cosplay, and hot girls are always cool. See, my mind Regardless. went. My... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the real winner of Halloween is attractive women. Uh, or, or on the rare occasion when you see someone with an actual six pack trying to do a three hundred Spartans thing. Yeah, but you even go, you then, go, fair enough. But even then, you kind of go, "Come on, man." Um, <laughs> the rest of us look mad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, when you think of cosplayers, you think of the sexy ladies. I think of a very a, a, a man who's very difficult to socialize with, who has built a Warhammer forty thousand Space Marine suit from a combination of plywood. Um, and 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 sort of molded foam, but it's not. But usually they're good because this is all they have. Oh no, the costume's good. Oh okay. But but it's like it's the whole context of it, and like, um, I uh, I friend of the podcast, and at some point he'll he will be a guest. Ed Knight, mm. young cool voice of a generation. Ed Knight uh, worked at Comic Con once when he was young. Oh. And uh, his 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 description of how much everyone who came to the stall he was at smelled. Uh, has stuck with me. So that's kind of wrecked it in my head, is that now I have to imagine the smell of Comic-Con. Of, uh, uh, what was it? B- B.O. and... Yeah, just the smell of people Mountain who... Mountain Dew. <laughs> and Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 if someone shows up at a Halloween party, and I'm talking house party, and their costume is, is pretty sick, everyone's like, wow! But also... See, if it's not a house party, like a small, like, London flat house party, and... I'd go. Why you? This is just a dumb house party. You've, but it's like, with all that. Like there are this ten people here. Okay, no. Let's say like a thirty to forty people house party. Yeah, okay. Like it's crowded. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. And it is Halloween as well. Okay, okay. Yeah. Everyone's in costumes, but the people there's there's too many people at the sort of twentieth percentile of effort. The Smithy, the Smithy threshold. I don't think I've ever really put effort into a Halloween. Costume, you know, I've, I'm I'm like I'm the equivalent of a cat girl. I'm the male equivalent of a. I just put on some devil horns and like a red tie. Uh, <laughs> and I go, I'm evil. I'm I, the idea of evil. I'm the, okay. I'm, the, I'm the human concept, the moral concept of evil. Uh, uh, when we were growing up, uh, that was always like someone who like borrowed their dad's bow tie or something, or like a the bo- a clip-on bow tie from Mark Spencer, and was like, I'm James Bond, you know. Like a white shirt and a bow tie and a black jacket. Famously terrifying, James Ooh, Bond. I kill for the state. <laughs> <laughs> I have no oversight committee. <laughs> I act with to- total impunity on foreign soil. It's very scary. If you I work don't in- use protection. <laughs> if you work in international law or sexual health, James Bond <laughs> is the devil of your religion. He's the scariest. He's the scariest thing you've ever had to deal with. Dive in to the beautiful music world of some teenage boy. Yes, the newest release, Stubble on My Heart, the newest album from It's Just Some Teenage Boy, with the heart wrenching ballad, uh, um, um, a fancy, the supply t shirt. Oh, supply teacher, you're not my usual teacher. To hard-rocking anthems like Can't Stop Wanking. 
Can't stop wanking, can't stop wanking, get everything hard. Can't stop wanking, can't stop wanking. First it's wet and soft, but then it gets hard. To the beautiful um, shout out to my mom. Shout out to my mom, you drive me places. Shout out to my mom, you gave birth to faces, including mine. Though I'm embarrassed about you, I still need your money and time. Shout out to my mom, I need you for now. Stubble on My Heart, the beautiful new album from Some Teenage Boy, available in the yeah, <laughs> shops. Hey, Phil. Yep, yeah. Uh, you are famously from uh, a culture that celebrates a, lo a Lunar New Year. We're loony. You're the original Looney Tunes, Chinese people. You're loons for Lunar New Year. For, yeah. Yeah. Chi other AKA Chinese New Year. I actually don't... Isn't Lunar? Well, there's so many names for it. There's Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year, Spring Festival. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've always said Chinese New Year. Because I know that the Vietnamese do it, and I only know that because of the Tet Offensive, and I only know that because of documentaries about the Vietnam War. <laughs> I love That's that documentary, the one that lasts, yeah, lasts five years. It, the, it takes as much time to watch the documentary as it did to fight the Vietnam you, you War. You watch the Vietnam War in real time. In real time, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. incredibly It's a detailed. POV <laughs> documentary. You, are a, you just, I was sent to Vietnam yeah. <laughs> to fight. And then I was Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> for four years. Well, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you you celebrate Lunar New Year now. Can can I please do it as well? Because I I we have to I have to ask you if I'm allowed to enjoy Lunar New Year. Oh, yeah. This is in reference to uh, the the tweet. Yeah, the tweet I sent you. I don't know if any of y'all saw this uh, tweet. Um, yeah, what did it say? It said something about. I've got I've got it. I've actually saved it. It's. Um, it's so horrible. It's from a, a, a it was from a um, a British Chinese gal. She's a so right. She's similar to similar background to yourself ethnically, I guess. Yeah, she looks it. Um, she's looking <laughs> over her shoulder coquettishly, as we all do in my culture. <laughs> That's how you say hi if you're British Chinese. And her tweet goes, "Well, it's all lowercase." So okay, the ir uh, the irony is, is like the the sort of like uh, snarky Twitter. It's I'm, like I'm about uh, to be clever. It's, and it's also like, uh, God, I, I'm typing this in between uh, um, chores. I don't really have time to capitalize, but uh, this is so important that I should probably tell you about it. I'm not going to capitalize. Um, or, or even punctuate. So this is just the ideas here. So if, I'll leave it for you here. You pick it up. It's up to you. Okay. Uh, and it goes, <laughs> it goes, friendly reminder, which is a never a good start. to, a, to That's never going to ingratiate me. Yeah. If you tweet us with reminder... Also, also, friendly I'm pre-programmed to hate it. Also, friendly. Also, you go, well, it's not friendly, is it? You haven't capitalized F. It's not friendly. Also, But also, you don't mean this. That's that, that's like if you want to be aggressive. You're like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Mate, mate. Mate, mate. That's his equivalent, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, mate. She's doing that in like a pub. Oi, mate. Friendly reminder. Friend. Hey, friend. <laughs> she goes, friendly reminder that you you don't get to celebrate Lunar New Year unless you're literally from a country that does, or if you are invited by someone who is from a country that does. Yeah. So, but but if she but if she's British Chinese, then she's not from a country that does, right? Because she's from Britain. 
Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So, so who's she? <laughs> who's she asking? Well, her parents have invited her. Maybe every year her parents <laughs> have to invite her to her own, <laughs> into their own home, like she's a vampire. <laughs> she's a Chinese New Year vampire. Her own, her own parents are like, well, you are our child, but you were born and raised here in the land of foreign imperial devils, so naturally we don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> It's just Con- convince us that you deserve to celebrate the year of the pig. Is it the year of pig now? It's not year of the pig. Yeah. Pig year. Happy happy pig year. Thank you. Um, so, but this idea of like, you don't get to, as if, first of all, as if that it's like, she. I don't know if Nigel Farage or Katie Hopkins or any of these other like nasty types are like. God, I want to celebrate a Lunar New Year. Well, they will now. That's the thing. She's she's sort of daring everyone into celebrating Chinese New Year now. That's a good point. Now Nigel Farage is going to tweet a selfie of him setting off firecrackers at the feet of a lion dance. What do you you say? Gong Si Fa Tai. Yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Just... Just, just, just Nigel Farage shouting that with like uh, the traditional Dragon Street, you know, thing behind yeah, him. Yeah. But uh, he's a brilliant like lion dancer. He's, dong, 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 dong. he's just <laughs> jumping around. He spent so much, so long training. He's and then behind him is Katie Hopkins, and she's doing the little drums. Yeah, yeah. She has like one of those masks of the chubby Chinese guy with the rosy cheeks, yeah, and he's like dancing And it's and it's absolutely perfect. Beautiful. It's incredible. Really, really great. The Chinese like embassy are like, please come and. Yeah, perform for us. This is Piers Morgan eating like dumplings, going mmm, <laughs> real dumplings with real Chinese meat in them. For I, me, it's just f- fucking mad. To it's just it's it it's the bloody Americans' fault. They've started this culture yeah. of what is fundamentally segregation in disguise as harmony. Yes, like saying you don't get to. It's. I mean, can you imagine if it was the other way around and like. A white person in Malaysia said, uh, just by the way, if you don't come from uh, a European uh, country, you don't get to celebrate Christmas. That said, I don't invite you to celebrate Chinese New Year this year. I just don't feel like it. I haven't earned it. Too bad. I haven't haven't demonstrated enough of a kind of community affiliation or, or sense. How how much how would I uh, how would I go about earning it in time for Chinese New Year? Just make Next a very year. large donation to the conservatives, uh, uh, Chinese friends of the conservatives. Mm. The yes. only, <laughs> the, most, the most Chinese are the most consistently. The Chinese diaspora are the most consistently uh, conservative group of people in the Western world. And I, oh yeah, they're always conservative. Chinese people are always conservatives. And I was wondering why, and then it hit me, oh, yeah, makes sense that (laughs) that the surviving descendants of survivors of the Cultural Revolution are (laughs) probably quite untrusting of the left. The descendants of people who literally fled a sort of mad communist uh, civil war. Yeah, that does make sense. That does make sense. Like uh, meeting a really capitalist Russian. Imagine you you flee from there, and then there's a, literally a party that says, "We will look after your right to keep your stuff." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, great! Yeah, oh, yeah, thank, yeah, that's oh, thank up. God. 
<laughs> That's kind of all we're about. Yeah. I've only just got my stuff, so I'm very pleased to we hear. We will make sure you keep your stuff. Yeah, you that all, makes sense. All, this is our stuff. That's your stuff. That's kind of all that, that we are about. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's very different to what we just come from. And, and also, if she's going to follow her own logic, like we said, if she's not from, if she's from the UK, then mm-hmm. she can't do it without permission, like we said. But also... Um, well, so what does it mean, a country it, that celebrates Lunar New Year? Because it's a if, cultural if it thing, here, isn't it? Then, it? then the UK, you know, there's a big parade in Chinatown, so the UK celebrates Chinese New Year? Then does that mean that yeah. a white person from Sunderland can go... Also, I know so can, many... Can give permission to someone in Canada to celebrate China? Like, where does it on? Stop. Where does this pyramid scheme of permission <laughs> end? Also, I know some incredibly fancy and incredibly English and incredibly white people from Hong Kong. Mm, well, they tend to be, yeah. Hello, my name's Tristan, and I, I was actually born and raised in Hong Kong. I went to school there. I used to spend my, a lot of summers in Singapore. And so he's from a place that doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you didn't say you have to, what race you have to yeah, be. Yeah, so he has more right than she does. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no, I just I absolutely love the dragon dancing and the drumming, and it's just amazing. It's so much better than New Year in London. Yeah. He's there going like, don't, you know, it's my culture is not your prom <laughs> dress, okay? <laughs> Yeah. So okay. So that, that's. I'm gonna have to wait till next year. What's next year? I can't celebrate the year of the pig because you haven't given me permission. What's next year? I don't know. Let me have a look. Phil, you're lo- you're rapidly losing uh, your cultural status as a community spokesman for, for the Chinese community. We're not community. We're just selfish next to each other. <laughs> uh, so I looked it up. Um, the it's the year of the rat. Okay, pig year. then rat. So it's a big year for um, <laughs> mafia informers. <laughs> <laughs> the year of the rats, see. And also, so every um, every time the animal comes around, it's a different. It's associated. It's matched with a different element. Really? So yeah. So every animal is also unique. Just oh. so this pig that we're on is the earth pig. Right. Earth pig. Earth and pig. Uh, next year is the metal rat. Whoa! Metal rat! It's just really into like. You're the metal rat. Earth, <laughs> Earth pig sounds like uh, a translation of the German word for a mole. <laughs> yeah, so we, had to, uh, we had to shut the golf course because of the, um, the earth pigs. Uh, <laughs> the earth pigs were digging it up. Yeah, soil hogs. The soil hogs were digging it up anyway, so they had to cancel golf, but luckily, uh, Metal Rat <laughs> so they've, just, they've, they've agreed to perform. Yeah, uh, Metal Rat have agreed to perform a fundraiser. They're from, they're from uh, Munch and they're really... Uh, they're so hard, super hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Rat. Metal Rat. <laughs> You've a Metal Rat coming out this October. It's the album Death's Cheese. That's right. It's not Death Cheese. It's Death's Cheese. Possessive. Don't forget the S or it won't show up on Google. Just in time for Halloween. Metal Rat back on tour. 60 and still rockin'. They may have lost their penises to that weird disease they caught on tour in that one country that you're not supposed to go on tour to, but they did because they're Metal Rat. But they're still rockin' hard. Uh, featuring such incredible hits as uh, Scream Face. That's my death cheese. And of course, their cover of Sweet Child of Mine. Metal Rat, only sold in HMVs that have already been closed. Break in and find your copy of the album today. On a a similar um, 
in the similar vein of this overprotectionism, mm-hmm. uh, I was I was thinking about because you see, you see trigger warnings a lot now, and this is such a hack thing to bring up at tr- yeah. this point. Trigger warnings. That's that's the worst still- crime that that sort of right wing pundits have committed is that it makes us shy to talk about it because of how boring they've made it. Exactly. It's a, it's a, but their argument is always like, don't mollycoddle people, <laughs> which I guess I can kind of see the idea of, but, but you know, it's, it's not a bad thing to protect people from uh, despair. Horror. Horror. But for me, it's a practical thing. I just don't see how it works because if you see, if, if a trigger warning comes up yeah. before something is played yeah. with the intention of avoiding an unwanted reminding of a traumatic experience. Yeah. Haven't you just done that with a trigger warning? So say... Yeah. Say I... Uh, By the way, Phil, in the next five minutes, I'm going to call you a cunt. Right. <laughs> you're, oh, well, good. You've All kind right. of... You've, you've kind of done that. You've kind of done that to me <laughs> Exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the, our worst trigger warnings are just spoilers, right? I was, <laughs> It's like if you watch a video on on Facebook and it's like a sort of clickbaity kind of video and it's like CCTV footage of a bank robber. Yeah. And, and it says this uh, bank robber thinks he can get away with the money, but he's in for a surprise you, and you click, oh, cry I face, cry face, laughing, cry face. And then what's going to happen? And then trigger warning, uh, warning uh, might be triggering for anyone who finds a nail gun shots to the head. <laughs> Triggering. <laughs> oh well, I guess I know what happens to old, old, uh, old penny bags. You know, that's the surprise kind of read. Yeah, it was like I. Um, it's like <laughs> it's like it's also like, it, but it's also the same thing. We always had like uh, content warnings at the beginning of films. Yes, yeah. which always give away the best scenes in the film. Yes, Se- and, scene, scenes scenes of a sexual nature. Well, exactly. Like yeah. you go to see Blue is the Warmest Color. And you think, oh, I wonder if these mismatched lesbians will make it work. And then the first thing you see is a warning, you know, graphic sex uh, scenes. And you yeah. go, oh, okay, I guess they make it work. It'd be odd if uh, they didn't make it work and then the last five minutes was just one of them having sex with someone else. Really graphic. Or a completely new couple. And, yeah. <laughs> and they were watching from a sort of balcony going, see, that can't be us. We haven't made it work. <laughs> that'd be a real. That'd, that'd be funny actually to do them. That'd like be that. very funny. That'd be a really good intro. Or if you did a completely PG film, but with a rating of like eighteen and loads of trigger warnings, and it was just for like the last the last three minutes were absolutely horrific <laughs> and had nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> I guess the only time where it makes sense, like as you say, otherwise it's, they have just reminded you anyway. Mm. It's a spoiler. The only time where it makes sense is if it's like the being told it's coming up is a reminder, but that's still better than. The vivid eight-minute Russian roulette scene being I, sat through. So that's the, I right, I suppose. But uh, it's annoying because, as you say, like, trying trying to analyze this with any nuance is impossible in a world where people are like, "In my day, we just we just let children watch snuff porn, and it was all fine." You know, whatever stupid shit people are claiming now. In the war. Uh, in the Blitz, uh, Hitler came with a trigger warning. All that kind of just crap that they talk. But uh, like, there's always been restrictions. But it's like you, you put an 18 rating on a film, you know. Mm. So we're happy with it at a, at a certain level. But there is a point where, like... It's also called, like, Lady Gets Fucked With Spiders. <laughs> so it's like, you have, a, you, you have that, an that, idea. It's not going to, it's not going to be again, an easy watch. That, again, is the Filipino release. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> 
Now that Brexit's on its way, every citizen will be expected to do their part in the wooing and seducing of Old Mother Britannia herself, with her wrinkled red, white, and blue body, and of course the corpse of Winston Churchill, which will now be installed on the fifth column in Trafalgar Square, and given an artificial phallus for people to display their loyalty to. New citizens signing up to be members of the Great British Company will be obliged to climb the column with a ladder of patriotism and give enthusiastic public fellatio to the fake phallus attached to the corpse of Winston Churchill. Only then, following a brief Morris dance, will they be allowed full citizenship of this fine nation of ours and given permission to work in the bullet factory for as long as they could wish. So we've reached the uh, fan mail point of uh, the episode, yep. uh, which is naturally has its difficulties being the first episode, yeah. and uh, we've, there's, uh, we've, there's been no chance for anyone to send us any fan mail. Yeah. Uh, so I've just, um, I've just brought in a, uh, a letter from my home that I got um, the other day. Um, I'll, and I through, guess the I'll through the post? Through the post, yeah. First class or second class? Um, it was one of those that's printed on. It's printed on the envelope. Franked. It's it's just it's just like uh, the envelope came. Franked mail. I is think. that what it's called? I think so. Okay. I used to have. I used. Yeah, it's a long story about uh, post. It's very boring. Um, but um, apologies to the postal museum. But I'll I'll just read this one out then as fan mail as close as we have this week. Um, so it's from uh, from well <laughs> it's from Westminster City Council. <laughs> right. It starts. Uh, Dear Mr. Wang. Hello, uh, dear Mr. Wang, thank you for your letter. Uh, we're always happy to listen to the concerns of constituents and are always open to new ideas on how to improve the quality and harmony of everyday life within the borough. Unfortunately, however, on this occasion, we are not able to take any further your petition to pedestrianize the London Underground, or as you have described it, yank out them trains and make everyone walk the fucker. Our reasons for rejecting this petition are many and we think obvious. Firstly, in our humble opinion, most and most pertinently, a pedestrian option for travelling through London already exists. It is called the street. The underground was in fact built as an alternative to this. <laughs> as it stands, there is absolutely nothing stopping you from walking to your destination already. And though every city unfortunately has its unavoidable dangers, your account of dog and bee coalition packs and singing clicking gangs like Out of Westlife, we think you mean West Side Story, are not hazards any other members of the public have reported. Secondly, although the speed of trains can make it feel otherwise, the distances spanned by the tube network really are quite long. It would be highly dangerous and terribly irresponsible to allow pedestrians to walk freely across those stretches of tunnel on foot with no easy access to water or medical attention. And no, the pipes that run alongside the trains cannot be repurposed to supply free Pepsi, even if warm is okay. Furthermore, your claim that this conversion of the underground network could be ready for the summer so that Papa can chat up some mole babes <laughs> is at best overly optimistic, That's at worst big. deluded, and in this councillor's personal opinion, terribly sexist. Removing the tracks alone would take years and millions of pounds despite your assertions to the contrary. Sorry. Removing the tracks alone would take years and millions of pounds. Despite your assertions to the contrary, leaving the tracks both in place and still electrified would in fact be incredibly unsafe, not a perfect way to get slow cunts moving. 
In conclusion, the council will not be pursuing the plans outlined in your letter for the reasons expressed above and many more. Even if your petition for pedestrianizing the underground made any sense, you have collected nowhere near the required number of signatures to progress it any further. You have only collected your own signature, then your name typed out in different fonts. After that, you have simply included photographs of people we are simply meant to believe are agreeing members of the community. This was thrown into doubt when one of our volunteers recognized 11 of the included photos as the Moldovan national football team. We hereby <laughs> consider this matter resolved. Recognized. But should you wish to take it further, don't. And that's from the Westminster City Council. So thank you, wow. uh, Westminster City Council, for the wonderful li- letter. I can't believe they listened to us. It's the end. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Really appreciate it. I understand you had a lot to do. Yeah, thank you very much for listening to BudPod. And please get on iTunes and leave us a review and rate us out of five stars. And if you don't use iTunes, then please give us five stars in your heart. Yeah, and do like the Uber style of five stars where you give us five stars because the podcast was complete. It happened. Yeah, it happened. And no one got that badly hurt. You should give us five stars because we didn't get you lost. We didn't audibly. Don't fart. give us like a, a restaurant rating where there's a lot more that we have had we, that we needed to do right. Yeah. Just give us the five stars. Also, you're getting this for free. So imagine if Ubers were free and you still got to rate them. Yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be a dick move. So don't be a dick. Yeah. Give us five stars. And uh, and if you really mean the five stars, like really, you're like, wow, I can't believe. Uh, tell your friends, uh, tell people about the podcast, share it on social media. But again, mustn't stress, you don't have to mean it in order to put it down as five stars. Exactly. You really don't. So we just... don't care about sincerity. We care about results. And um, please get in touch um, at, at thebudpod on Twitter and thebudpod at gmail.com. Exactly so. That's the bud pod. The bud pod. It was, and what's good is if you're listening to this and you're any kind of performer those email that email address that can function as a sort of warm up thebudpod at gmail.com thebudpod at gmail.com it's actually how we warm up for this podcast it's actually how we came up with the name budpod yeah we started do. with the warm up and Very we thought, that sounds pretty good yeah and you you know like those guys over at uh, zipzap zipzap boeing investment incorporated Ugh. Yeah, gross. It's so gross. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. And this has been uh, a generic outro. Uh, this which can't, This can't happen every time. No, we can't do this every time. This, so thank you for listening to our generic outro, which is going to be the same no matter what's been happening in Phil or uh, my life. Phil's life or my life. Thank you for listening to our generic outro, which is going to be the same no matter what's been going on in my life or Phil's life. And hopefully it'll age badly in some way that's very funny. Phil, have you been enjoying recent events? I think February of 2019 has gone pretty well. Okay, bye. Bye.